Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And today's conversation is on life's healing choices. And we have uh, Lewis and Ashley Roberts and Penny Wilhelm joining us today. And uh, Pastor Margaret, if you'd just like to take the conversation from here. Absolutely. Yeah, it is so good to be at the table with you all today. You know, as we sit here, um, we're going to be talking about life's healing choices, which is actually um, an eight-week study that we're going to offer here at the church um, starting January 22nd, Sunday mornings at 1030. And I just wanted to have a conversation today about life's healing choices and what that's about because I've gotten texts that have said, so what about this life's healing choices? What's this about? And I'm like, well, the best way to to talk about that is to have a conversation with people that have found healing. And so I've invited a few people to the table, and we all have a story. Whether we're sitting at this table or we are um, listening on the radio or on a podcast right now, we all have a story, and we all have brokenness. And actually, we've all come from a dysfunctional family. There's every family since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, have been dysfunctional. I mean, let's look at it. Adam and Eve's kids, you know, one killed the other. Like, it has been since the beginning of time. And we have these principles that we find in Scripture, specifically with life's healing choices that are found in the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, Matthew. And Rick Warren um, is the author of this. And he has written a book. Uh, he's John Baker that went to their church is the one that started Celebrate Recovery. And so Rick Warren and Johnny Baker have been in relationship and these are interconnected. But this is an eight week study versus a, you know, a year long program of Celebrate Recovery. It is a great way to tip our toes into the waters of dealing with our hurts, hangups and habits. So what brings us to the table today? Um, what, why are we here? Um, because I said before, we've had transformation in our lives. We're still on a journey. And so I would like just to start out, whoever wants to go first, talk a little bit about how these principles have worked in your life. And then we'll look at the book and we'll talk, we'll break down a little bit of what the book has to offer um, in the study. Whoever wants to go first. So yeah, I've I've, uh, been in Celebrate Recovery for almost three years. um, And uh, I've taken um, the next steps into leadership and I've uh, went through the 12 steps of uh, Celebrate Recovery and um, did the step study. Um, we just finished up a group of men. Uh, we just finished our step study uh, over this last month. I've seen a lot of healing. I've seen a lot of uh, change. I've seen a bonding of a room full of strangers um, that just have, you know, some have simple hurts and hangups, some have hurts from their past that they just can't work through. Some are dealing with current situations. And um, I feel that whenever there's a room full of hurting men that are the brokenness brings, brings us all together. Um, we had a prayer chain uh, so we could reach out if we were struggling at, at that moment. No matter where we were, we could just go to the phone and shoot a text message out. And our brothers that were in the same group with us would all join in and pray for that one person. Or there was sometimes all of us needed prayer. Mm-hmm. 
and we would reach out to that uh, text chain. Um, I look forward to being a part of this and uh, having my wife a part of this. Yeah. I'll be celebrating three years sobriety yes. um, coming up in That's May. Awesome. Um, so I'm taking next steps in leadership and, uh, and hopefully uh, – Uh, soon into the ministry. Yeah, that's amazing. So give us just a little snippet of what brought you to Celebrate Recovery, if you could do that. So the transformation, (laughs) those healing choices that you made. Okay, so like I I lived with addiction from my early teen years and um, into my 30s in and out of prison and and, uh, just couldn't couldn't find people that were on the right path that I could ride their coattail. And uh, that would pray for me, that would um, be a part of my journey, too. I just didn't have any motivation or people in my life, let alone God. Yeah. You know, um, When I look back, though, he was there all along. Um, I, my journey out here uh, was with my son, um, and uh, we just brought a bag of clothes uh, for each of us and started over. Um, all the way from Kansas City. Yeah. Or somewhere around there. Yeah. Yep. And yep. it's been it's been a great journey. I've been in church here, uh, becoming a member of this church here. Um, I found healing um, in the community that there is in this church. It's just been a wonderful journey, um, and I just want to continue to grow and uh, continue to be a part of this church and and see what God has in store for me and for my family and others that I come into contact yeah. with. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's powerful. um, I got interested in Celebrate Recovery when Pastor Carrie and Pastor Margaret um, bought it um, up at one of their Wednesday night meetings. And I had been attending church here. And the difference that I found coming here was that as broken and raw as my emotions were, everyone still loved me. And I had never experienced that in a fellowship of believers. But when they talked about Celebrate Recovery, there was going to be a process. And I could not get up to Pastor Margaret fast enough to say, I want to be a part of this. Mm. And um, it started the whole transformation for me. Just seeing and learning how to put God's word, the Beatitudes, into my life transformed all my relationships, how I talked to people. I still make mistakes. I still have to do that, but it gave me a framework of not having to have as many regrets because um, instead of it festering and it getting out of control, I'm able to go, hey, I made a mistake. Let's talk about this in a calm manner. And I had not had that since I was probably a kid. You know, we all have our family dysfunctions, but even now it's just changed every single way of how I live my life. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Um, There's so many things that we experience that we think we're the only ones. Some things are so deep and dark. We think we're the only ones who experience it. And as Lewis was saying, sitting in a room of believers, sharing and finally being transparent, we see that, you know, Jesus is our hope. And I learned this about a year ago. There, We use acrostics in Celebrate Recovery. And hope stands for hearing other people's experiences. And when we sit in that room and we share like this, we realize we're not alone, that Jesus wants us to work together. He created us to be in relationship with him and with each other, and he wants us to be whole and healed. I mean, we won't be whole until we get to heaven with him, but he starts the process here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful that I get to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you. That's it is amazing how the word of God transforms us. Mm-hmm. It really comes down to that. It's life healing choices. It's a, a you know Rick Warren wrote this book, but he used the word of God because he knew that's what it takes to have transformation. Because God God's intention was never for us to live in this broken world, but He Jesus came um, so that we could be transformed and that we could have relationship with God and with others in healthy ways. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I've watched your life. I've watched Lewis's life. Ashes. I've watched you all be transformed. And it's a little intimidating. But just what you said, like, we all come to the table with our stuff, and we all have it. It's not me and mine. Yeah, it's all different. We all have different things that we're dealing with. But when we hear how God can transform us, and we hear the testimonies of others, it gives us hope. Um, I had uh, a young lady say to me just recently, um, we're talking about two things. We're talking about life's healing choices, which is an eight-week study. We're talking about, we're kind of mixing Celebrate Recovery, which is a year-long study that happens every Monday night here at the church with a meal. Um, And then life's healing choices, eight weeks. So we're kind of um, going back and forth to those. I don't want that to be confusing, but we have a lady left celebrate recovery the other night and she's like you know for the first time in my life I have a glimmer of hope and it was because she heard that somebody else had made it through a really hard time and that's why we do this this is why we come together uh, because we all need hope Rick Warren said you can't live a second without hope and I really had to ponder that but I'm really coming to understand it too that um, hope is what we cling to so Ashley so I am really sitting here because I'm scared to Mm. it's Something I never thought that I would be doing, and um, I was telling Lewis that uh, I think it's something that I need to do because it scares me. Yeah. And just the having done CR and having already kind of the working knowledge Mm -hmm. of life's healing choices with the Beatitudes, uh, I think just the shorter amount of time, because I haven't been able to come to CR here lately because of work and everything, but it's kind of, I'm hoping to get back into it. Mm Mm-hmm. With the start of this. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's just, he was telling, you know, you're procrastinating. You're, well, yeah, I'm procrastinating <laughs> because it scares me. Yeah, right. And I think that's why, one of the main reasons why I'm doing it. Yeah. And you're in a step study too, yes, right? Yes, I am. On Tuesdays, so I'm going to have this like Sundays. <laughs> uh, hopefully, once I have days off again, CR Mondays, yeah. and then Tuesday step study. <laughs> yeah. So you are immersed in healing recovery, yes. although you're not at Celebrate Recovery on Monday nights. Um, there is a third option um, that goes along with Celebrate Recovery, and it is a step study. Um, and that's where we go through with a closed group instead of open share groups on Monday night where people can come and go. A closed group on uh, where we go through the 12 steps uh, with a group of men or women, and we are able to, in that closed group, go deeper um, into more of a Bible study together and really build trust and work through things on a deeper level than maybe we do in open shares on Monday nights. It's down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There are these different aspects of Celebrate Recovery that you see that are kind of rising to the surface here. And so, like um, Ashley said, Sunday uh, mornings at 1030 will be an eight-week choice instead of a year-long choice um, where we can pull out the principles of the Beatitudes that we have added in to the 12 steps. And it's become a very Christ-centered recovery program versus um, some programs that are not. Uh, They don't name their higher power, but we do. That 
our higher power is Jesus. And so we're just pulling out and looking at the principles that go along with the 12 steps. And we actually, if we have our books here, and um, so each session, um, just to give people an idea, if you're thinking about this, you go, well, I just don't know. Um, there's a process to healing. And the thing I love about um, this Life's Healing Choices as we're able to, there's a progression. Anytime that there's recovery, there's a progression. And so, man, whether it's Life's Healing Choices or Celebrate Recovery, what's that first step? What do we have to do, right? Admit. Yes. yes. That admission that, and that is just becoming, not living in a place of denial, but admitting, hey, there are some things that aren't right. And isn't that taking responsibility for our part, right? We can't Absolutely. do anything about yeah. the people around mm-hmm. us. We would like everyone else to change, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great? And, you know, we're just coming out of Christmas. And the one thing that I have noticed this year, maybe more than any other Christmas, and I don't know why that is, maybe because COVID has isolated us, but coming together as family units this Christmas has really been a struggle for people. Um, man, it just turns a spotlight on the things that aren't okay, you know, and, and on maybe the dysfunction that we all see um, in our families. And I was sitting contemplating this this morning, and I'm like, I don't want to get to next Christmas, right? I don't want to get to next Christmas and have to deal with the same thing next Christmas. I want us to be able to have freedom now. And it took me back to a couple years ago, I did... Um, I went through a Celebrate Recovery step study, and that was a year-long process. And in that year, I began to realize that there were some things that I needed to work through from my past, um, things that I was still holding on to. And at the end of that year, we finished up on Thursday, and on Sunday, I got a phone call that um, my mom's health wasn't great. And that year, I had worked through my own stuff that I'd never worked. And I was able to walk into my parents' home and help caregive for my mom for the next year with a whole different aspect, a totally different focus than it would have been had I not had that year of healing um, where I dealt with my stuff. I didn't make it about anybody else, but I took responsibility for the stuff in my own life and worked on that. And I want that for everyone. And I thought, you know what? Uh, life healing choices is one right answer to we're not so far from Christmas that we can't remember some of the things that happened, right? And so what are your all's thoughts on that? Do you think this is something that we need? Absolutely. Absolutely. From your own perspectives, like what would you say to someone that's going, you know, um, I do realize I'm admitting right now I've come to that reality of, yeah, there are some things in my family that every year I'm like, oh, no, we're going to face this again. What would you say to that person? Well, a lot of times we keep on doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, and that's insanity. Um, So we're going to learn a different way. We're not going to get it right every single time, but we also learn how to give ourselves grace by being able to take it to another person that we trust and say hey i think i messed up here and having that sounding board but the biggest sounding board is between us and god and that's where that relationship went from being such a mystery in some levels to becoming so vibrant and alive and it was one of those things of learning these tools helped me realize okay i am hearing from god He's telling me, wait a minute, you got to go back. You got to take a step back, mm-hmm. look at it. Even if you're going, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Do you want better? Mm. I want it. He wants better for me. He wants better for everybody. So we have to just, he's holding out his hand. The door's 
you know, he just wants us to open up doors so he can walk with us. He's mm-hmm. always with us, even in the most difficult times. Like, I've walked through some difficult times in this past year. He's been there every step of the way. And would you, Ashley, you talked about fear. Yeah. And I've often thought, if we have fear, that God's greatest blessings might be right on the other side of our fear. Because there's a reason we're having fear. Because the enemy, that's a captivity. That's a prison. And so we have to be able to identify, and we might not even know why we have that fear, but the enemy does because he has a plan for us, and his plan is to keep us out of God's plan. Um, there's our plan. There's I heard this just last night um, in CR. God has a plan, the devil has a plan, and then we have a plan, right? And so we have to we have to be able to look to God and realize that he does see us. And that he does care and that he does have better for us. And Ephesians 3 it says he has things planned for us we've never thought or imagined or even asked for. And so, of course, there's going to be fear because that tactic keeps us from taking that step. And Ashley, you've taken the step and are sitting at the table today. Yes, I did. <laughs> I sure did. And it's, it is, I'm still scared, mm-hmm. but it's the courage that I get and the bravery that I get from Jesus that's gotten me towards mm-hmm. moving forward, mm-hmm. even with being scared. Yeah. And so. you've had some trauma you've dealt yes, with. Yes, I sure have. And you've shared that on this program. Uh, yep. We could go back and listen to yours and Lewis's testimonies and, yep. and hear about that. But God wants to heal us enough. What the enemy intended for evil, God can use for the good of those that love him. And are called according to his purpose. And it doesn't mean that your pain all goes away, right? No, it is still there, especially around holidays and stuff. I, um, this year is actually the first Christmas that I have enjoyed um, mm-hmm. in a really long time. Usually I am get my depression through Christmas and the New Year's and from Thanksgiving to yeah. New Year's. And this is the first year in 12 years that I've actually enjoyed. Wow. Yeah. Can you give us just a little snippet of what has stolen your joy? 12 years, well, almost 12 years ago now. Well, no, it has been 12 years. Uh, April 25th, 2011, I lost my husband and three of my children in a house fire. Wow. Um, And that led to me becoming an alcoholic and a drug addict. Mm. And April 5th, I will be three years sober. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. And after, you know, it's just such a beautiful picture, and it's your all story to tell. But I'm just remembering um, Lewis and Liam ending up here. I remember them praying up at Switzer for you to come to Virginia. And was it two weeks later? It was something like that. It was like two weeks later. You show up in Virginia. You packed a bag and came to be with them. And then it was... A couple of months later, you, I think two two months we later, you all were married in the exact spot where Lewis and Liam prayed that you would come to Virginia. And it's been a healing journey. It hasn't all been easy. No. no. It hasn't been perfect. But you all have leaned into recovery, and you've leaned into making different choices so that you don't have to go around that mountain. And you just, uh, the step study is a trauma-based step study yes. that you're in. Yes, it is. And do you feel like that has anything to do with <laughs> with your healing? Um, yeah, I do. So I did CR for about a year and a half, um, and I started working on Mondays and everything. So when the step study became available on a Tuesday and I 
could actually get off for it. It's really, it's dug real deep, and there's, um, we're to the inventory part, and Mm. I understand why I was told that most people quit. Yes. At that point in time. (laughs) There's been a couple of the lessons. Lewis can, (laughs) he's been wonderful through it, because there are times where I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore, because it digs deep, Mm -hmm. and it really gets you thinking about everything from, you know, from you can the time you can remember mm-hmm. up until now. Yeah. And it's, there have been times where I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. I don't like it because it scares me. It's hard. But I just want to say that those feelings are not from God. Those are not godly feelings of us to be scared and to stay stuck in the pain and the suffering that we have maybe dealt with or not even dealt with, you know, and to, and to say yes and to move forward and taking these steps, each step you're gonna chains are gonna fall off. It, freedom will take place. Um, it, it is a process, but you know I, I just want to encourage those that are thinking about joining but are scared or have um, doubts um, that those feelings and those thoughts are definitely not from God. And that you know when you take when you take those next steps, each step that you take, the devil loses power. And so I just want to encourage you, each one of you that are listening, to pray about it and to see if life sealing choices could be something that you could use in your life. As a matter of fact, I don't know each one individually that's listening, but everybody has some hurt, hang-up, or habit that they've dealt with in their life, that they've not dealt with in their life, that they've just swept under the rug. But that something keeps reoccurring in their life and is holding them back. And when we admit to others our problems and our hurts and our hangups and our habits, we gain freedom in doing so. Yeah. And it's been it's been a great um, journey um, seeing Ashley, somebody that would not allow me to speak about Jesus or politics in her home, <laughs> to 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 listen to nothing but worship music and uh, reading and doing U version uh, Bible study. studies and step studies. It's just been an amazing journey. Yeah. I remember on her wedding day, I think I can say this, it was raining. And so I was taking her, she jumped in the truck with me uh, to get to another destination. And um, she held up her fingers about an inch, probably, index finger to thumb an inch. And she's like, when I come here, I didn't have any faith, but now I have about this much. (laughs) And then it was, I'm ready to be baptized um, on the 10th anniversary of your uh, family's tragedy and it has been so powerful to watch that to watch both of you all and to watch penny um come out of those places of brokenness and it doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt but you've found hope you've made a commitment you know to this recovery and i think what we're talking about today is hope and it's what lewis just said like if there is something that continues to happen is there this mountain this we've keep finding ourselves fall, going down the road and falling in the same hole, man, that is a place where God wants to transform your life. And it doesn't happen overnight, and it's like Ashley said, it's going to be hard. It is. It's not easy. Nothing that that worth it. worth it is easy. Uh, some time ago, maybe a couple months ago, I had heard someone talking about praying for mountains to be moved out of their way, you know, and uh, just only praying, not taking action mm-hmm. in it. And uh, that same person said they found out that when you pray for God to move mountains, don't be surprised when you wake up next to a shovel. It's going to take work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Because when we pray, we couldn't, 
like God, sometimes the difficulties in front of us, whether we're dealing with someone else's brokenness, maybe we're dealing with a spouse that has an addiction, maybe we're dealing with abuse from the past. There's all these things. Maybe we're just in a hard work situation. Maybe like there, it could go on and on and on. We have we have to take up our the role of taking responsibility for what we can do. Not and so often when we pray for those things, and I find this in my own life that I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. I've got to see what's my responsibility in this, and that's what we're talking about here. Is that just saying, hey, yeah, you know, I have to admit this has been happening. It continues to happen. It happens every year at Christmas. It happens whatever that is. Uh, maybe it happens every day. Um, what is it? that's keeping us from closer relationships with those around us. As we prepare um, just to close, and this has been a great conversation. We could talk about this <laughs> for two more hours. Uh, is there anything that you all would like to share in closing, just something that you feel like would help those that are listening today? Actually, you don't need to go to church here to go to, to Life Healing Choices. We're not trying to take anyone away from their church service on Sunday morning. But if you are in a place where you're realizing that you have a need, this is open to anyone in our community. I wanted to say that, but in closing, is there anything that you all would like to share? I would just like to encourage husbands and wives to come and join and and just come and see what type of transformation and healing can come from these processes. We're not going to be, the husband and wife won't be in the room for the whole process. Um, We will break off into men and women Uh, strictly groups and uh, so you can share and not be afraid to share for your spouse being there Mm. you know so there there's definitely healing um, for each husband and wife yeah and just to add to that we're all in the room because we have something we have to work on so it's not we're not going to be the odd person out right Right. Yeah. And it's a safe place to share. That's probably one of the things where we ask that people keep what is said in those small groups, staying in that small group, um, that we don't share this with the outside. That's a big part of healing is learning how to trust again. And I think that's been like one of the hardest things for most of us to learn how to do. Um, but know that um, um, that it's a safe place. Yeah. yeah, I would like to add to that. Um, sometimes when we're in a group, there tends to be a very vocal person, and then there tends to be people that don't talk unless the room is quiet for 10 minutes, right? <laughs> then they'll talk. And the thing I love about the guidelines that we have for these groups is that everybody has a chance to share. You know, there's a time limit on that, and everybody gets a chance to speak without interruption, which has been one of the most healing things for me. I'll never forget the first time sitting in a group and I was asked a question and I answered and I was expecting the leader to say, well, I know how you feel. This is what happened. to me," And they didn't. All they said to me was, thanks for sharing. And there was something so deep that happened in me that I can't even grasp, that I was allowed to sit in my own pain, that I didn't need to go over and hear someone else's story and pull that attention away from what I was dealing with. And that might sound crazy, but it was real. Um, I was just able to, that was the first step in healing was that admission and then being able to let God minister to me in that moment was powerful. And the other thing I think we we learn from this is we learn how to be listeners because a lot of times we spend so much time thinking about what we've got to say, but when we get a chance to listen and we hear someone else's story and someone else's pain, 
that lets us know that we're not alone. And when we're looking at the other person who's speaking, they're also experiencing how Jesus would look at us when we're talking because mm. we feel mm. those things. It's like, oh, I remember. And don't think that you have to work on every little thing at one time. Just ask God to reveal. If, is it just the start to just learn some of these things? Because he'll reveal them in in his own time. And, it, and the transformation is not going to look like what you think it <laughs> will look like. It's going to be different. And it's going to be amazing in its own way. Um, that's been my biggest takeaway is that um, he just revealed something to me that I had tamped down for a long time. And it's like, okay, we got something else to work on. So I'm um, really grateful to be able to um, share this. And part of all of this is, is service and walking with somebody else and saying, hey, you can get through this. I got through this. You can get through this. Mm-hmm. You just have to trust God. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's been so great to have you all here. And uh, thanks to those who are listening. I pray that this has been a half hour of hope for your life. And if you are interested in uh, going deeper in this and you would like to sign up uh, for Life Sealing Choices, you can go on our website, uh, www.cotnaz.org, and you will go to Next Steps, and um, there you will find uh, an event to sign up for. If you have any questions, you can call 540-434-1092 and ask to talk to Margaret or Ethan, and we will help get those questions answered and get you registered if you're having a hard time. Thank you for joining us. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.